One of the biggest challenges we face as entrepreneurs is the lack of context and brutal honesty about what it actually takes to run a small business. When you're confronted with a tough decision, a challenging client, or when you're generally feeling overwhelmed by all the decisions that you need to make as a small business owner. Don't get me wrong, I love being my own boss. She's pretty easygoing, she makes a great coffee, her taste in music is impeccable. But sometimes it would be nice to know how other people have handled the less than sexy side of entrepreneurship. To shine a light on the challenges, the experiences, and basic fuck-ups that come with being in business. So in true Outlaw style, we're going to do just that. Hey friends, okay, so today we are doing another WWOD What Would an Outlaw Do episode. At the time of recording this, I'm not quite sure what this episode is going to be called, but it was inspired by a conversation I was having this morning with my friend Johanna. Johanna Rossi is an incredible artist, creative, entrepreneur, writer, coach. She is just an all-around amazing person. So I'm going to make sure we tag her social media account over in the show notes and her website as well. But um, just the way she expresses herself through her writing and through her work is just beautiful. So both a shout out to Johanna for inspiring this conversation today that you and I are going to have, but also for just generally inspiring me all the time. So um I will make sure she's linked over in the show notes. But Johanna and I were having a conversation. We often do these little like life updates with each other in Voxer. And it was really funny because last time we sent messages back and forth, she asked me how I was and I sent her a 15 minute message. Um, I definitely like to make a short story long. This is kind of a running joke between me and my friends. And, um, with Johanna, it is no different. So we will send each other very lengthy messages back and forth. But um, yeah, if you're going to ask me how I am, I'm going to tell you. Like, I'm not just going to say I'm fine. And um, fun story, I when I used to work in the corporate world, I used to work for a financial organization and I had to work with the general public. And frequently we were like, um, I was going to say watched. That was really creepy. That's not the correct phrase. But we were kind of monitored by our management and they would observe us. That's the word I was looking for, observe. They would observe the way we interact with customers and the general public. And I remember this customer came in once and he was a regular guy that came in frequently, like every week or every couple of weeks. And I said to him, how are you doing today? And he said, you shouldn't ask that question because somebody might actually tell you. And I smiled because I, I appreciated the sarcasm. And I said to him, you know, I actually don't care. Um, But the powers that be really want me to ask you that question. That's why they're preserving me. He thought it was funny. My manager did not find it quite so funny. So anyway, that is the reality of it. I'm not going to ask you how you are unless I really want to sit down and uh, know. So I want to know how you are, friend. I want to know how you are. Come over to Instagram um, and let me know. Tell me how you're doing because I would. I love having conversations with you guys on social media connecting is one of my favorite things. It is like one of my core values, connection and community. Um, one of my top values in my business. And that is what we're doing here. So anyway, back to today's episode. Now that we've had a little bit of story time, but Johanna and I are having this conversation about, you know, life and business, chatting back and forth. And 
her and I were having a conversation that I'd been having with a few people just recently, and that is around where my business is right now, what I'm focusing on, and how I'm feeling, right? How I'm feeling, because those are the conversations that I'm here for, and those are the conversations that my friends and I have. And I told her the same thing I've been saying to other people, which is that right now in my business, I feel very comfortable and safe. And that is something I've had to work through because it's been terrifying. And I didn't realize that because I've been comfortable and safe in my business financially for a couple of months now, where I haven't had that certainty for about six months before, I was like running my business from scarcity, which seems hilarious because you'd think that if you're making the money that you want to be making and you're feeling comfortable, that you should now be feeling abundant. But it does not work that way, friends. Um, Because instead what happened is I started creating things and doing things from a place of scarcity for fear of losing it all again. So today's episode is going to be kind of an extension of this conversation I had with Johanna. And really, we're going to be talking about multiple streams of income, right? Because to be honest, that is where I'm at right now in my business. Now, when I hear things like passive income or multiple streams of income, it kind of makes me want to roll my eyes. Because again, these things like making money while you sleep are very over used in the online space. But that isn't what this is about, right? This isn't about how much money I'm making right now. I'm more than happy to tell you, but I don't find that inspiring. I don't think that it makes any difference to your business how much money I'm making right now. Because this is actually about the mistakes I made, right? I made a number of mistakes in 2020 that led me to this point. There's steps I've taken throughout the last six months to slow down, adjust my sales, and gain momentum again, but at a completely different pace. And I think that's really important. And that's the conversation we're going to be having today because entrepreneurship is definitely a marathon. We might sprint at certain times. We all have busy seasons of our businesses, but generally it is a long ass marathon, right? So today's conversation, yes, we're going to talk about multiple streams of income. Um, I'm probably going to share with you some different ways in which you could think about this and maybe um, journal on it and change your perspective or reframe it. Because over the last few months as well, a lot of my friends and I have been having this conversation about multiple streams of income or having more than one business, which I think when you're starting a business in the early days, the idea of having more than one is slightly terrifying. But at the point we most of us are at now, we've got to the point where we've realized that we don't need a lot of the bells and whistles we thought we did. We've sifted through a lot of the bullshit. We're now doing things on our own terms. So the idea of having more than one like social media platform or having more than one channel of creativity isn't as scary. It's actually inspiring and filled with passion. So this conversation today with you and I is very much about creating business in your own way, which of course is why we're here. This is why we are listening to Entrepreneur Outlaws. This is why we want to be an outlaw because it's all about creating things in your own way and not being pressured into what things should look like, right? Into how your success should look, how much money you should be making. Because let me tell you, in 2020, my income grew rapidly and it grew really quickly. It grew in ways I just could not even comprehend. And it grew so fast that I constantly felt like I was trying to play catch up. I could not catch up with myself. I knew exactly who I wanted to hire. I do not regret making any of those decisions. 
I absolutely love my team. But at the same time, I kind of had to go through these things really fast. And whilst I was really fortunate to have this list of people that I could trust and I knew I wanted to work with, and so making hiring decisions actually wasn't my mistake. I actually am still in touch with all of my team. We still work together in some capacity, but it's a lot. And when you're the person like in charge and all of a sudden you're put into a leadership role, it's a lot. So there were mistakes I made last year. I didn't say no enough not nearly enough, right? Because this pandemic really, like most of us, knocked me. I, the anxiety and stress that I have experienced over the last year, I don't even think, I still don't think I've even comprehended it. And work was my like safe space. It was my safety. I could hide in my office. I could be on calls. I was suddenly in this new role. I was making this money. And it was like, cool, this is, this is what I've always wanted. Like, why would I not be grateful for this during a pandemic? Great. But it went, it was too quick and I actually should have said no. And there were places in where I should have said no when there were red flags. There were times when I should have said no when I didn't realize. There were definitely some times I said no in the right places last year. Like, don't get me wrong. I said no or um, parted ways with clients or different collaborations and relationships that definitely made sense. But there were times when I was saying yes, because I feel like it was almost like, oh, how how far can this go? Like, how big can I get this to? And that isn't really the reason I started my business. That isn't why I started my business. And I was doing great work, working with great people. But I think I lost who I was or my mission a little bit in amongst 2020, the pandemic and running my business. And I certainly wasn't doing work that was creative. I wasn't really allowing myself to be a creative entrepreneur. I was very focused on like doing the work and delivering for clients, which is absolutely fine. But that isn't the thing that really lights me up. So when it comes to multiple streams of income, this is kind of how I ended up here. Last year, all my income was coming from one place. It was coming from client work, right? Delivering content for clients, delivering social media strategy and scheduling, Pinterest management, all that kind of good stuff. I was doing it. I loved it. And I still love it. I was doing that. And that was my only stream of income. And I knew that, you know, there is data to say that around the holidays at the end of the year and also around the summertime that you can lose clients, that people will start to maybe check in with their income or if they've been working with you for six months, they'll start to make decisions, maybe cutbacks. And I definitely experienced that last summer, but all in all, things kept going smoothly. Here was the thing. I was so busy, that even though I spent a lot of time creating content for myself as well, and I had um, a marketing team helping me, I wasn't really selling anything in my business. I had a membership and we had a few spots of that being sold, but I wasn't really putting any of my creative energy into a launch or a particular kind of growth plan. I was so exhausted that I was just now working with clients and I didn't have any energy to think about, okay, what's next or how are we going to grow? And I didn't even know where I wanted to grow because I was just so overwhelmed by all the things that were going on. And 
in early 2021, when I lost one of my biggest clients at the time, I was both incredibly anxious and terrified of what was going to happen, but I also realized that I didn't have any choice, right? This is what happened. I now needed to like decide what I was going to do next. And one of the things I started to do was look at what lessons I could take from 2020. And that was a big one, realizing that all my income was coming from certain places and one income stream, right? It was all coming from clients. And so I decided in that moment that I wouldn't allow myself to get into that situation again. And I wanted to allow my income to come from different sources, right? You can 100% make income from one product and you can relaunch that product and you can resell that product and you can do that on repeat. That's an absolutely fine way to run a business. There are plenty of people who do that and there are plenty of people who teach that method. It's also okay if that doesn't work for you or if that suddenly stops inspiring you or if you need more. That's also okay, right? It's okay to be in either of those situations. So remembering that the version of you that enjoyed one thing, it can shift, it can evolve, right? So that version of me that enjoyed the idea of running an agency and doing the client work, this version of me right now isn't so interested in running that kind of business. Was I burnt out? Yes, but also I had a good run. I tried it, I did it, and I decided that right now that's not what I want or need from my business. So when it comes to the multiple streams of income in my business right now, I have a couple of clients. I am freelancing for um, one company and I do um, strategy, like marketing strategy and graphics and client research and, and different things like that. It's a really fun job because it can be different week by week, but it's all kind of within the same the same niche as it were. So it allows me to pull on different skills, which is really nice. I get some variety, but I also get to know the clients. I get to work on their social media campaigns. And this is really enjoyable. I'm really enjoying that work. And that's a fairly new income stream. Um, I also do some client work for a small marketing agency. I do graphics in particular. So I will work on Instagram graphics, Pinterest graphics, there might be ad hoc stuff like Instagram stories or um, maybe like banners for websites, things like that. There's different things in between, but primarily week by week, I'm doing Instagram kind of, you know, your square graphics. Then I get to play around with different templates and create different things for their content, which is really, really fun. So I get to take the captions and their thoughts and ideas and turn them into like a visual that's really, really fun as well. It kind of allows me to play with creativity and being Canva, something I really enjoy. And that's another one of my income streams. And then in my own business, so when I'm working like primarily for stuff for myself, my core income is going to come from the Outlaw Collective, which is my membership. Um, I hate calling it a membership. You've heard me say this before. It's so much more than a membership, but it is a community. Um, it's an intimate community for entrepreneurs who I've worked with before. If I've worked with somebody in the past, um, 
you will get an invite to come into that collective if you want to. It is an open invitation in the sense that we don't open and close the doors. Um, this is a decision I made probably in the last six months. I didn't want to have a ongoing launch and I didn't want to you know, get into this situation where I feel like I constantly have to grow that community. The community is small, but it is perfect. And it can grow, but it needs to grow with the right people. And I've always felt really anxious about that. Like, if it gets too big and how will I manage it? That's not something I want to worry about. So instead, I decided to shift it. So instead of it being this thing that's always open, anybody can join, You will. it's by invitation only. And that sounds... I know it sounds a certain type of way, but it's purely out of, it's respect and trust between the kinds of conversations we have in there. You know, these these conversations can be heavy. They can be very personal. This very much needs to be a safe space. And I want that space to be safe um, by knowing the people that come into the community. So that's, that's another kind of income stream of my business. And then lastly, we have kind of workshops and my books and planners. Now, I've been doing these workshops since September. I've been really enjoying um, getting to know new people and share these skills and these different lessons around content planning and using journaling as a way of planning content and as a way of planning your business and really leaning into your creativity so you can fully express yourself. And it's been so much fun. The books and planners, this is the thing that I have been kind of doing in the background. I've you know, I created the Outlaw Journal, I created a Lunar Journal, I've been working on these books and planners for a while. And I just got to the point where I realized that this safety and comfort from my income streams means that I don't have to do anything else. If I want to focus on books and planners, I can do that right now. And so that is where my attention is for the foreseeable future. I will be working in the Outlaw Collective. Um, we will continue to do our circles and our journaling sessions that we do in there. And outside of that, I'm focusing on my bookshop. And that is kind of my final income stream. That income stream is nowhere near where I want it to be. And that is why I'm giving it so much more time and attention and energy in the foreseeable future. I'm working on that right now with my marketing integrator. We are focusing on building back up my Pinterest account so that we can start to really put the planning by the moon planner in front of as many people as possible because I am so excited to release this planner in the coming weeks and just to experience other people getting their copy and using it and seeing how incredible this integration of journaling and using the moon as a way of tracking our businesses and scheduling and just really leaning into that alignment. So that is at the moment where my income streams are coming from, right? So I do have some client work that takes me about three days a week in total. And then my other remaining time is spent recording podcasts, working on manuscript, which is what I'm doing right now. But of course, I'm not going to always be doing that. That's when I'll also write my email newsletters. I will um, create any graphics I need for my business. Maybe I'll record some TikToks. You know, that's kind of how my split is at the moment. So I do spend more time doing my client work and freelance work. 
But I also have plenty of time, plenty of space to work on my own stuff too. And that is something I didn't have last year. That is something that I didn't give myself. It felt like I was constantly chasing my tail, constantly unsure and uncertain of what I was going to sell, what I wanted to market. And instead of really focusing on the things that I wanted to do, I kept saying to myself, like, what should this look like? What should I do? And I was trying to force myself into this kind of business model that wasn't right for me. It wasn't right for my personality, my creative energy. So questions that I've been using in my business this year, and I, these can be used as journal prompts or writing prompts. So grab a pen and note down. Um, the first one is like, what projects do you want to work on? So simple, but really important. What projects do you want to work on? Right? What inspires you right now? Okay, so what projects do you want to work on? What inspires you right now? And another general prompt that I love that I've used in the Outlaw Collective as well, so I'm going to share that with you now, is it's like a fill in the blank. I feel most powerful in my business when I'm doing what? What is it that makes you feel really powerful in your business? And I know that power can be a difficult word. It can feel kind of very masculine. It can feel very hard. It can feel kind of almost like, ooh, like unethical, but I don't see that. Like power can be used for good. So when you're in your business and you're working your business, like what tasks really like make you confident, like drop your shoulders. Like you're like, yes, I feel really powerful right now doing this work. What is that thing? And as I said earlier on in this episode, please come over to Instagram, say hello if you haven't already and let me know, like, let me know what your thoughts are. What projects do you want to work on right now? What is inspiring you right now? And when do you feel most powerful in your business? So that's it for today's episode. I feel like this was very much just like a cozy chat between you and I, but I want to thank Johanna again for inspiring this conversation um, and encouraging me to share with you this like this journey right this journey of these fuck-ups that I made in 2020 and I mean they weren't really fuck-ups they were just part of the process but these things that at the time probably felt like major fuck-ups and I was probably really hard on myself at the time and I probably thought the world was ending I was very dramatic but as I started to work through it, I made decisions which came from a place of curiosity. I didn't, I stopped shaming myself. I'm not gonna say I didn't shame myself. I stopped shaming myself. And I just lent into my intuition and I really started to ask myself these questions about the things that I wanted as a business owner. And yes, I did make sure that there was multiple streams of income coming into my business for that personal feeling of safety. That doesn't mean that everybody needs to do that. But for me, that's what I knew I needed so that I could now lean into focusing on my journals, planners, and my bookshop and all the exciting things and ideas that I currently have swimming around in my brain of what's to come in 2022 off the back of my bookshop. So I'm definitely going to share more about that as we get into December and once I actually have finished the manuscript and I have a better idea of what's next. But 
that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 51. Next week, we're going to have another mini episode and I'm going to be talking about how I plan my day. I think it's going to be a really fun episode. I love listening into um, some of my friends who also have podcasts and they will share like behind the scenes of their planners or behind the scenes of their day or how they plan things. So we're going to do one of those fun episodes. It's almost going to be like a day in the life, um, but not quite. So I'm going to share with you how it is that I plan out my work, how I plan out my time. And you might be really surprised because um, there's some interesting ways in which I figure out what I want to do or I'm going to do on any given day. So stay tuned for episode 52 next week where I'm going to be sharing all that good stuff with you, taking you behind the scenes at my kind of my day and how I plan that, how I plan my time, how I make sure I get things done. And um, I will see you next week for episode 52. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.